0: This episode of It's That Episode is sponsored by Audible.com, the leading provider of audio of all shapes and sizes. If you like audiobooks or radio programs or things of that like and nature, um, you can get a free 30-day trial and a free book on me. If you go to audiblepodcast.com backslash Craig Rowan. Uh, this week uh, on the podcast, we're watching The West Wing, so I looked up Martin Sheen. The president himself, and he actually reads a bunch of books, including uh, Beyond Religion by the Dalai Lama, uh, a book co-written by Emilio Estevez called Along the Way, The Journey of a Father and the Son. Note, Charlie Sheen is just not mentioned. I'm not making any statement there. I'm just saying it's interesting. Martin Sheen and Emilio Estevez wrote a book about father and son, and, and they left out uh, Charlie Sheen. Uh, So you can get that or any other of over 150,000 titles if you go to audiblepodcast.com backslash Craig Rowan. Hey, um, how about this for an idea? Let's start the show. it's that episode, not that episode, not that episode, it's that episode, it's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite a guest over to my apartment. We watch any TV show that they choose. We watch it. We talk about it. We talk about a bunch of other crap. Today I'm excited. My guest is Michael Kane from What I Did for Love at the UCB Theater New York. Welcome, Michael. Thanks for having me, Craig. A delight. How are you? I'm doing quite well, thank you. Um, uh, you're actually the first New York podcast I've done in a while. I've been out of town, so this is the first one in like two months. This is a big deal. This is sort of the homecoming, and as you can see by all the decor and all the welcome home stuff. Yeah,
1: fans at home can't tell, but we're doing this in Madison Square Garden.
0: Right, exactly. We're uh, sort of in the... Charles Oakley box, which, uh, he has, uh, from, they didn't pay him the last seasons that he (laughs) was playing. They gave him a box, just a box instead. Yeah. That was in his contract. He just wanted a box. Somebody told me that the New York Rangers, they have season, or they either had season tickets or were thinking about getting a season ticket or they're big Rangers fan. And you know how they give like incentives if you're a fan for a long time and you, you like, I believe you, I didn't know that, but that sounds right. If you're a season ticket holder for like 50 years or something like that, all you get is you get to walk on the ice after a game. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) That says everything about the Rangers. That's the coolest thing that they could think of. That is so obnoxious. (laughs) Somebody's literally spent hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, yeah, come on the ice. To watch... Hockey, which is already terrible, yeah. and
1: then watch years of terrible hockey.
0: Yeah, they've watched one good season. Like, I don't know anything about the Rangers except for 94, baby. Michael That's Leach, it. baby. That's Arc it. Mark Messier, baby. Michael Leach, that doesn't sound
1: right. Brian Leach, maybe? I think Brian Leach. <laughs> I'm thinking about Robin Leach. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, Robin Leach. <laughs> right. famed defenseman for the New York Rangers. Great. Great defenseman. Uh, always interested in people's homes. Um, so, welcome, Michael, um, to the homecoming episode. Brilliant. Delighted. We are watching... Why don't you say what TV show we're watching? We're watching uh, the television show The West Wing, uh,
1: season two. The episode is called Shibboleth. Shibboleth,
0: which uh, I
1: looked up what it means. <laughs> Good. And it, do you know what it means? I think so. It's, well, I mean, if you watch the episode, it's... Uh, I don't want to give too much away. Okay, let's not spoil it. But a shibboleth, I believe, it's like a password almost. It's, like a, it's like a sign of uh, being able to... Uh, yeah, password. I'm going to say password. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like it's... a test of faith right no okay it's like
0: uh it's like i i'm only laughing like i didn't know half an hour ago so it's not like i'm (laughs) smarter than you i just happen to look it up but it is i think it's when you and i could also be wrong because it was on wikipedia but it's uh when people colloquially like pronounce something wrong that's like has meaning to somebody else so like If it was like this, I don't know, the Seminole Indians and like they pronounce it Seminole or something like that and we sort of like – Is
1: that an example you just made up on the spot or was that that in
0: Wikipedia also? I made that up because I couldn't think of one. Seminole. (laughs) Seminole. Um, So I think that's what it is. Oh,
1: so And it would show those people that you're not like one of them.
0: I guess so. I guess so. Okay. I didn't read the whole thing because I, I was... I you just was, read
1: up to Seminole and you were like, this is
0: enough I made me. up Seminole in my head and then I stopped. Good there. enough. I was like, how could I make a bad example of this later on when I have to <laughs> describe it? Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Um. So this is the West Wing. This is actually the... So uh, uh, this is... The second uh, Aaron Sorkin show I've watched on this podcast. What was the first one? Studio 60 on the Sunset oh, Show. Oh, man. That's bad and, and great. Which is really bad and great. And then this one is... I did a little bit of research. I'm. Uh, are you a big fan of West Wing?
1: I'm a huge fan of the first like four four seasons the of the, the Sorkin years. The Sorkin years are incredible. Because Sorkin me. left, I think, for the last couple seasons. And then it just disintegrates into garbage.
0: Yeah. It's a show that I really enjoy. I've watched, I think, most of the first season, but I've never, like... I don't know. It's one of those shows where now you sort of have to binge watch it because I didn't watch it when it was uh, on, and I haven't found that that right time to watch it yet. But I feel like I should binge it.
1: Set aside some time, man. Actually, I have
0: really nothing to do right now. So after you leave, I'm going to probably go through. I
1: recommend. There's a lot of like you know just beautiful sanctimony that runs through all of the West Wing, and it's wonderful. It makes you feel like a. Like a a good person in a way that like you're good, like better than other people.
0: And a good American.
1: Yeah. Right. A good progressive American. Right. Because there, there's a liberal. lot of like, there's a lot of characters in the in the show that Sorkin, that embodies, I think, the characteristics that Sorkin doesn't have but likes to pretend that he has. Right. It's nice. It's yeah. nice to have like, a, like, oh yeah, oh no, but see, the president, he's a Christian. Right. Right. But we know. Come on.
0: We know. We know. Let's get serious. Christian means Jew in this case. Yeah, we know. He's a he's a Muslim. So I learned... Oh, my God. So uh, I just learned today the fact that I was saying before we got on the mic is that Aaron Sorkin went to my high school. Where is that? Scarsdale High School. Scars oh, wow. Scarsdale. Oh, wow. Scarsdale
1: represent. Let's go
0: Tigers. No? Mm, it is. Let's go. Which Raiders for some reason. Raiders? Yeah. I don't
1: know. I think you just pull a thing out of like a
0: Yeah, hat. but it's weird because the, the mascot was called Bandy, like the Bandersnatch. It was like a mythical dinosaur. So I don't know why we were called the Ra- I don't know. There was sort of a discrepancy <laughs> there.
1: So like, that had, was some compromise made when the school was founded. That they were one like, guy was like, I want to be Raiders. And the other guy was like, I want to be something from Jabberwocky.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's, and our, our, the literature thing was called Jabberwocky. Nice. So we sort of represented both like the rape and pillage with the raiders and then the literature literary. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, the um,
1: Frumious Bandersnatch. I got my references. <laughs> wow. You people know, at home
0: got to love these Jabberwocky references. Like I literally they're going right over my head and I love them. <laughs> so I know that people at home are like, "Yes. This is it. This is it right now. <laughs> Thank God." So now why did you choose this? Ep- You're a big fan of the show of the 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 Sorkin ears, Why Shibboleth? Um jeez, well
1: it's a Thanksgiving episode, mm-hmm. and I don't know when this is going to be released. This is going
0: to be in April, okay. <laughs> so it'll
1: be timely. Right. That's right around the time when you reflect on the past Thanksgiving. Yeah, usually. where you're like,
0: "Wow, Thanksgiving was like six months ago. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, to have a, time. it's, the, it flies.
1: it's half Thanksgiving is yeah. what, how I think of April. Yeah. So, um, I don't, it's just a, it's a great episode. It's um, uh, I also just saw. Uh, well, here's a story. I can't remember the story, so I'm done. I don't know.
0: Wait, no, I think no. I, at least give uh, the footnotes of this. The I, other,
1: I thought that I in my mind something something <laughs> something made me think of the episode and now I can't remember what it was. <laughs> man.
0: Also the other day nah, man
1: <laughs> I totally I, mean, I got it. a super interesting story but uh I'm not going to tell it not on this podcast.
0: Um now how would you for somebody who hasn't seen this show before um, and they're going to watch this episode. I doubt – I wonder if there's even one person who's listening and they've been like, I've never seen this show. Maybe I'm just going to watch this show because of this podcast. If you're out there, that's great. <laughs> now, you speak just to that one person sure. and tell them why, why West Wing, why they should invest, and and why, why they w- might love it.
1: I think the thing about the West Wing that I really love is that it's always – Give high- that
0: person a name. That you're talking to,
1: okay, uh, uh, Joaquin. Great, Joaquin Phoenix. If you're out there, hey, hey, Joaquin Phoenix. This is for you. I know you have. I know you've been busy doing like a lot of uh, uh, kooky movies, but if you could take some time, this is a show that's always high stakes. Right. It's uh, very detailed in terms of policy, and it manages to find a way to deliver sort of information about politics, which is always interesting in a way that's uh consumable. So you feel like you leave the show understanding things about how America works that you might not have understood before. It sort of makes you feel smarter. Yeah. Without doing the work. Yes, exactly. It makes you feel like a participant in democracy, even though you're probably not. Even though, like, on voting day, you
0: probably play Call of Duty all day. You're like, fuck, uh, man, I should be voting right now. Should be voting, but instead I'm watching Shibboleth. Whatever. Yeah, there are plenty of people out there of the same values as me that are probably (laughs) voting. I'm all right. Yeah, that's basically true. And now, like, this is also a show that, like, my dad likes a lot. My dad's really smart, very into history, legit smart, book smart. And he also appreciates it. Now, I'm not saying you're not legit Why smart. Why is this? Uh, you said Jabberwocky, so you're legit <laughs> smart too. But I'm saying it, it. even if you are interested in the process and know a lot about the process, it's still intriguing, I think, to some people as well.
1: Yeah, so, I think Sorkin makes a, an effort to at least show several sides of every issue.
0: Now, the thing that makes this show good is also one of the things that makes some of his other shows not good or not. He's great. He's a good writer. Obviously his he's really a talent. <laughs> I wonder just if discovered he's this fellow called He's like listening. He's like finally Craig Rowan called me a talent. Um, I can be done now. Um, but like uh, the show's like Studio 60 or like Newsroom. I've I've only watched a handful of episodes of the Newsroom. But like this show has the gravitas and like exactly as you were saying right. everything's high stakes. In the White House, that seems to make sense because obviously it's like running a nation, life and death, wars, blah, blah, all this stuff. When it's like a comedy show like Studio 60 or like a newsroom, which is a little bit more there than than studio 60 it's still like come on not that's everything's, totally true not everything's like live or die all the other
1: shows that sorkin has created are all like de-heightened versions of the west yes. wing only the west wing's subject matter has earned the level of gravitas that he tries to imbue everything with he
0: should do a show about gods he should like that's like the only thing yeah. that you could do. The next Aaron Sorkin show is the Parthenon. That or would whatever. be great, like Zeus and all that stuff, <laughs> and like, but it's all walk and talks, <laughs> and they're all like like really quippy, you know, uh, dialogue and stuff. That would be yeah. There's also Sports
1: Night. Did you ever watch Sports Night? Yeah, I've seen episodes of Sports Night. I it's the same friend, kind of thing. Yes, but you watch West Wing, and it feels like it really feels like to me. It's one of like the best TV shows ever made. I love it. Yeah. I maybe. I'm sure there are people who disagree, but watching other Aaron Sorkin shows feels like watching Michael Jordan play baseball, where it's like you right. just shouldn't, you have to write about heavier stuff than this. Right, exactly. Nobody cares about, oh, the opening monologue for our fake comedy show is going to be canceled.
0: Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? That happens, like, every day on most comedy shows. <laughs> it's, like, it's like every comedy show is on the verge of being canceled all the time. Yeah, we're going to cut this from <laughs> yeah, the podcast. This, I'm canceling this show after this podcast because <laughs> yeah. it's worthless.
1: That is another another thing I know Sorkin is toying with
0: is doing a, a, the, his next TV show about podcasts. I would fucking – okay, that's a – guys – we're cutting this out of the show. We're doing a sketch about this. <laughs> that is the perfect thing. It's like so de heightened. It's like who care like you were late to the podcast. That would be like the storyline. <laughs> yeah. And it's like an I was quickly Wikipedia uh, Sorkin <laughs> since I knew you were late. And there's like a thousand cellos playing the yeah, music exactly. as I walk in. And we're and there's one person walks in and inspires us at the last second. Yeah, that's perfect. one guy who's had like a a really hard time making podcasts like we think our podcast is tough, but this
1: guy's had like his microphone had like just didn't work for years
0: didn't work at all. And then we meet at a bar and it's like my enemy podcaster who like has a similar podcast and we like even though we're enemies on air, we have a drink and we sort of respect each other. Yeah. Ba, right. ba, ba, na, na. That's my West Wing music. That's uh that's a pilot right there. <laughs> Move over <Matt>. Sold. <laughs> yeah, we just sold it. Yeah. Ourselves. Sorry, Boardwalk Empire, gotta make space. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, we also canceled Boardwalk <laughs> Empire. Um so we're gonna check out Shibboleth, the Shibboleth episode of uh West Wing. And is there anything I haven't seen this episode, anything I should particularly look out for, like I should have a heads up for before I watch it. Um I feel like I
1: should have an answered that, but no, I think the episode stands alone. Great, the cheese stands alone. That's the
0: cheese, it. as we refer to episodes, right? That's a Jabberwocky reference.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lewis Carroll's yeah, famous line: "Beware the Jub Jub bird." P.S. He says P.S., which is weird. The cheese stands alone. Right. Well, we did love again.
0: Jabberwocky. <laughs> love Jabberwocky by me, Lewis. Lewis Carroll. Carroll. You know. Esquire. See, see ya. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Question mark? Just kidding. Thumbs up emoji. This is, okay. Thanks, Lewis Carroll. We're going to check this out. The head of our church is Jesus Christ. Can you name any of Jesus' apostles?
1: If you can't, that's okay. I usually can't remember the names of my kids, or for that matter. Peter, Andrew, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew, Thaddeus, Simon, Judas, and James. Mr. President, Christianity is not demonstrated through a recitation of facts. You're seeking evidence of faith, a wholehearted acceptance of God's promise of a better world. For we hold that man is justified by faith alone, is what St. Paul said, justified by faith alone. Faith is the true. Uh, I'm trying to. Shibboleth. Faith is the true shibboleth. Yes, it is. And you, sir, just said the magic word in more ways than one. Thank you. It was a pleasure to meet you. Thank you, Mr. President.
0: Right. We just uh, checked out Shibboleth, and you proved yourself right about the the use of the word in the episode and in history. I should
1: confess that my... My knowledge of that word is based on this episode, so I, I maybe
0: had cheated a little bit. So, And my knowledge is based on Wikipedia, so we're both guilty. Of, of, <laughs> it's very possible the word shibboleth means something entirely different. It's um, the name of an Austrian basketball team.
1: I believe. Yeah, it's a type of vanilla. It's not yeah. the regular vanilla. Want, it's
0: a little bit tangier. It yeah. has an aftertaste. A little aftertaste. A different uh, mouthfeel. Yeah, they'll use it in a lot of yogurts. Yes, exactly. It's a a yogurt cream. (laughs) Um, So we just watched uh, Shibboleth, um, the episode of West Wing. So why don't we start by sort of giving an overview of the episodes. There were basically like four or five storylines. So why don't we just like go through and just explain what was happening in the episode. Okay. All right. Uh... Why don't we start with... um, which storyline was the biggest? The
1: big one is Yeah, it's the Chinese immigrants, right? So that's Josh Lyman, who's the deputy communications director. Right. Who is... No, uh, deputy chief of staff. And then Sam Seaborn. Who's, so Sam
0: Seaborn is Rob Lowe. And Josh Lyman is... Bradley uh, Whitford. Bradley Whitford, also from Studio 60. And maybe you know him from Happy Gil, from Billy Madison. Uh, yeah, And maybe comedy fans would know him from Billy Madison. Billy Madison. The comedy movie. The comedy film. Uh, uh adam sandler um so they basically the episode starts with 80 some odd chinese citizens have put themselves in a shipping container have landed in america and are asking for real uh to be allowed to be ent- to enter the united states because they are prosecuted in China for their religion. Persecuted. Persecuted. No, they were, they were prosecuted in a court of law. <laughs> on another show. On, on The another Practice. Show, on The Practice, which was a David E. Kelly show, maybe? Uh, that could know. be true. I don't know. Starring Adam Sandler. Starring Comedy Adam Sandler and Steve Buscemi. It was called The Wedding Singer. Yeah. Uh, They're persecuted uh, in China for the, uh, being Christian, their religious beliefs. Yeah. And and they basically have to decide do we grant them asylum that's right in the United States or do we send them back to China which is what the government of China wants so that's sort of the big storyline i'd say yeah the- that's like what's happening at the west wing today and then everything else kind of and the emotional anchor also because it's a Thanksgiving episode. They they they're able to tie that in at the end.
1: Yeah, Sorkin nails that analogy to the pilgrims. To the pilgrims, it took like an you know, arduous journey to practice their religious
0: freedom. And basically, for this story, they. They brought back some uh, characters from the first episode, as you mentioned, which were the sort of religious uh, lobbyists. Yeah. I guess I don't remember exactly who they represent. One is a big, like, mega church guy, I think. I think they represent all Christians. They represent the crazy Christians for them, crazy Christians sketch in Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. <laughs> which is hilarious. hilarious. Um, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. From the comedy movie Schindler's List. Sh- yes. He, w- he played. Um, schindler Bucky Bucky schindler, Bucky Schindler, the kooky son, um, so yeah, they meet the the Christian right have their thing of we have to let them be, we have to grant them asylum, and then the i n s is saying. No can do. No can do. They're illegal. Got to send them back. You got to send them back. And what does the president decide to do? The president After decides. After meeting. We, we, yeah, we should say about the meeting. Yeah, well, the whole
1: the whole shibboleth deal mm. is that uh, the president, who is basically just a device for Aaron Sorkin to quote things from Wikipedia, essentially. Right. Whatever, the president knows yeah. everything.
0: Yeah, he knows. Literally like, everything. He literally started a conversation with, like, you know, Yam in Latin is, like, <laughs> Kleborp or whatever. <laughs> Kleborp. That's a great
1: approximate of what latin sounds like it was like semi <laughs> <laughs> latin latin is something that aliens spoke <laughs> right
0: but he like literally <laughs> like as just like the transitions between scenes you'll just hear a line of him like quoting you know jabberwocky right?
1: <laughs> an amazing thing in that scene where uh Josh and Sam come to him to explain to him what's going on with the. That they might. One of the concerns is that the immigrants have been coached to pretend that they're Christian. Right. It's just to get them in,
0: get them passed, but they're going to be indentured servants to the smugglers. That's right. And the
1: president. Is learning this information, and in that conversation, he says, "I'm having one of them flown." Like somehow he's already decided to have one of them yeah. flown to, inter- to be interviewed, even though he had no idea that any of this was happening. Like already. he precogged the idea that they're a coach. <laughs> yeah, like, he's not just smart; he's
0: also like a minor prophet. He's uh, he's yeah. He's from the Zeus show. He's from the. <laughs> he's godly. I mean. L- l- I mean, pretty much everybody is in some way godly in this show.
1: <laughs> so he, they, they have a meeting with like one of the uh, you know alleged Christians uh, among these Chinese immigrants, and
0: the dude just the Chinese dude kills this meeting. He really, it's like if you picture your perfect job interview, like saying <laughs> literally, like it's literally. He, it's like when you're like, oh, my God, I, like if you're in an interview and they're like, oh, my God, I was just reading that same book, too. You know, like that thing exactly. where it's like you immediately cut through all the bullshit and you're like, I'm good. You're good. That you is know? exactly
1: right. Yeah, <laughs> like that guy's like he's wearing his Michigan ring and you're like, oh, my God, my uncle went to Michigan. Yeah, and then exactly. you talk about
0: Michigan for a while. But in this one, he's like um, uh, uh, President Bartlett is uh interviewing him and he's sort of basically asking him some questions about christianity how did you how do you uh pray what is your church like who's the church leader what are the name of the apostles and and then the uh the guy looking for asylum literally says you can like you can ask about my faith but there's no way to like see faith unless you have like shibboleth or
1: whatever. He says, <laughs> yeah, he says, like, uh, you know, it's not, it's not works. It's not like a memorization of facts. Yeah. It's only faith. Faith is the true. And the character literally oh, yeah. goes, oh, yeah. Faith, yeah, yes. faith yes. is the true. I'm trying to, I don't. Faith is the true shibboleth.
0: Right, you know that which, even Aaron Sorkin was like it's implausible that like, he would yeah, nail he, this I can't have him just say it It's, it's, <laughs> and, and and earlier in the episode uh, when he had that conversation with the other guys uh, President Bartlett said I'm going to see if he has the shibboleth or yeah, whatever. Yeah he told them he literally a st- lesson about shibboleths so like the only real way like as we just realized between both of us like neither of us knew shibboleth beyond this show Right. the average American I'm going to say doesn't know shibboleth the average Christian I'm going to assume even though to assume is to make an ass of you and me that they don't know what shivleth is but this this guy, whose second language is Chinese, who's been on a in a shipping container for weeks, two mal- months, two months, malnourished, is in front of the president of another country. Literally pulls out the word shibboleth. Like that is so implausible. Right. The,
1: I think the first thought the president has in the episode is, "Oh my god, that's an amazing coincidence." If it were me, I would be like, "Oh, someone's spying." Yeah, us.
0: we're bugged. Like <laughs> we're compromised. The West Wing is compromised. <laughs> uh, yeah, you would execute that man on the yeah, spot. Yeah, you just shoot him it would be like because the president is always packing heat you just pull up the gun and be like shibboleth yeah, and pull them. out your your laser gloves and just lays that dude oh my god like that is like the only way he would have that information if his is if he's on a, a parallel tv show where that chinese guy has a guardian angel who lives in the white house like there's yeah, no that way. tv show is the practice yeah that's the practice maybe by david e kelly <laughs> We don't know, and we're not going to look at it. Featuring that. Barry Sandler. Barry Sandler, Adam Sandler's younger brother um, from another mother. From another mother, yes. But same last name. Uh, another mother, same dad. So that- It's very complicated. A lot of that is explored on the TV show Full House. Right, exactly, which is another David E. Kelly joint. Um, so that's one storyline. That is the sort of anchor storyline. Yeah, that's the A plot. That's the A plot. I'd say the B is the... Um, Josephine. Josephine McGarry. McGarrett. So McGarrett is... McGarry. McGarry. Okay. (laughs) McGarry. It's pronounced prosecuted. (laughs) And... All right. So McGarry is... Leo McGarry is the White House chief of staff. And he's sort of like... He's known Bartlett forever, right? Yeah. They're like best buds from way back. Um, And his sister is they're basically it's a recess and they're going to be appointing remind me they're they're doing a recess
1: appointment for like the assistant director or the assistant deputy director of primary education
0: right so basically sounds that, fascinating right I'm interested um so basically that's an appointment that would be made and they just sort of give it to somebody and it would just be like a um they put in
1: some like vanilla some shibboleth vanilla woman right who like
0: has no has nothing interesting about her nothing controversial yeah, all. exactly. But but Josephine McGarry um, is anti school prayer, which also the uh, Bartlett uh, constituency is also anti school prayer. That's correct. And they are appointing her. But he's also what's what's uh, Leo McGarry's role exactly? He's he's the White House chief of staff. He's the chief of staff, so he like runs the White House essentially. He's like the stage manager for America. Right. And he, his so his sister is this sort of controversial. She runs the school system, or she's a superintendent in a school system in Atlanta. She's, you know. And she had these kids arrested for trying
1: to pray in school.
0: And there's a photograph of and there's it. There's
1: a big photo. And the Republican aides, like, have a hand on this photo. And they tell basically the president's people like, if you try and.
0: Push her through in the recess. We're going to put this photo right. But when when she they hand so they had a meeting with um Toby uh, uh, that's Toby Toby. with Toby with Toby he's
1: the uh, communications
0: director he's the Jewish part of the show (laughs) that's correct he's the he's the soul of Judaism yeah has embodied he's the the running (laughs) liberal Jew throughout that's always sort of
1: ever present if you haven't seen the show it's you you can pick him out because he's the character dressed like Topol
0: and Fiddler on the Roof right exactly he's always going yidle idle (laughs) idle and. And um, so, so he yeah he has this meeting with the Republicans who don't want uh, Josephine McGarry, and they slip him a port like a, a a Manila envelope, and that's the picture. But it's he, a big time hubris scene for Toby because Toby's like, I kill you guys, I rule
1: you, I'm the best at this, you suck at it, and one of them is like, not this time.
0: He Toby is sort of always philosophically correct is that right like mostly
1: like basically everyone in the white house all those characters are essentially like morally unimpeachable
0: right exactly they're perfect people and nobody has been dirtied by the political process which as we know is impossible (laughs) i'd say um they're all perfect people And uh, yeah, he sort of hands them their hat, and then they pass this manila envelope, which we thought might be a picture of Josephine McGarry eating some butt or something. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I mean, like, you don't know because they're like, we have this picture, and this is the picture that's going to really submarine her candidacy. Right. And he just, uh, I don't even, I'm not even sure if he looks at it in that scene.
0: I think he might open opened it, it up and then he, we, but we don't see it. We don't see and it. And then we see it later, and I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Know, I'm like, it's not a weird sex thing.
1: Yeah, or uh, it's just like her like not knowing how to use dice or something. It's something that's <laughs> like really embarrassing. How would that even be?
0: <laughs> like, how can what you can that? Photo that? Like. How could you you'd be holding dice? <laughs> With just, just a very be, puzzled look on your face. And it'd have to have a word bubble. Like, I don't know how to use these. <laughs> Golly, bubble. So, like so many dots, question mark, exclamation point. <laughs> Do I eat them? <laughs> that would be the I think the most easily like way to show that you don't know how to use dice is eating them because yeah, otherwise just nibbling on them. Um so that's storyline. Oh, and then um Leo McGarry has a meeting with his sister where he basically is like, you have to step down from this. Yeah, you gotta back it. you gotta walk away, you gotta
1: um like say you reject the nomination or whatever the terminology. for that. I want to say recuse yourself, but that's
0: not right. It's a
1: term I learned on the practice. Right, uh, <laughs> David E. Kelly.
0: Um, I don't think it's him. But so that's 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 the B story. Maybe. Uh huh. What else do we got? We, we got, got uh, uh, the turkeys. The turkey story. That's the C. Comedy, C J. Craig's story. The She's the White Relief. House.
1: Uh, uh,
0: what do you call her? Press secretary. C J. Craig, spelled C R E G
1: G. Got it. Um, <laughs> Played by Allison Janney, who is a national treasure. Delightful. Allison Janney is flawless.
0: She was recently on the Arsenio Hall Show, the new one. Arsenio. I have not watched a single episode of the new Arsenio Hall Show. Is it good? i just it say is. watch it okay. <laughs> without telling you what I think. Okay. But um, she's on. she was on Arsenio, and she did um, – in one episode of The West Wing, she did a rap. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Jackal, maybe? Yes. Uh It's like a talk rap song, right? And she did that on the Arsenio Hall show now, today.
1: And when you watched it, were you like, ooh, this is tough? Or were you entranced uh, by Allison Janney's complete and utter
0: perfection? She is great. She is great. So, like, it was in that way, and they showed a clip from The West Wing, and she explained the story that she was memorizing that on set just for fun, and they put it into an episode. But this show was on... 15 years ago? Yeah. They had to... To explain that to an audience, the Arsenio audience, like, uh, why, why is that... Uh, like, it is, like, it, it
1: got to be at least as Byzantine as someone listening to this
0: right now, yeah, trying exactly. to figure out what it's the like, hell is happening. It's like, it's it, almost as bad as me explaining this. <laughs> <laughs> <Like> that's what <laughs> Imagine it this podcast, but worse. Yeah, but, like, much <laughs> worse. It's like... Like, it's much worse than this podcast, which is terrible. <laughs> which at this point
1: is, yeah, I like most people who have tuned in at the beginning of this are dead by now. Yeah, they've
0: died. They've taken cyanide pills. This is part of, like, the hailbop, bop, like, religion. <laughs> this is, like, the thing you do right before you kill yourself. <laughs> As in if someone group. if someone
1: found this episode of a podcast in a suicide victim's room, they'd be like, "Oh, we get it." Yeah, and
0: please don't do that, by the way.
1: <laughs> that would be so such bad publicity. That would be for,
0: really bad for us. That'd and be bad for me. That what I'm worried the most about in that situation is my publicity. Is how bad it be for you?
1: How bad it for be for, for everyone? Uh, you know, uh, Barry Sandler. A lot of people would be pissed oh, about David that.
0: Kelly would be pissed. Um, but wait, what were we just talking about? Allison Jan- Jen. Oh yeah, um, Allison Jan- Jen, Yeah, but it's like if if like somebody from like if there was a rap scene in like breaking bad and like then Aaron Paul did it on like Kona or or on or Snio you'd be like okay that's topical that makes sense like that right. they're doing it but, but like, not 20 years from now but not like yeah 15 years from now it's like what like oh yeah i remember that show
1: yeah i think i saw uh will smith and uh what's his son's name jaden do like on some European
0: Fresh talk Prince. show, do
1: the Fresh Prince but theme that, song. That
0: to me has a nostalgic. That has a place.
1: It's a top cultural
0: top. touchstone. Yeah, like Tom Hanks did. I, I think on the same show, maybe Graham Norton's show. I don't know if the. First yeah, I think was that's Graham. right. But he did the the um, the piano from, from, Big. from Big, and it's like those are like cultural cultural touchstones. You know, I guess you're sure. like, But like Allison Janney singing the Jackal is like a little. It would bit. be like it would be like uh,
1: Tom Hanks and is the woman in that movie Elizabeth Perkins, who's the woman in that movie in Big. Dude, shut up!
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't
1: know. Uh, whoever it is, it'd be like them reading like the sleepover scene,
0: right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, it's like no, it's like him and the friend being like sweet sugar pop, like uh, like what's it called? Like uh, shimmy shimmy go like, go pop. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. You'd be like, oh, this is like cool <laughs> like, this is weird
1: like where would they find that kid yeah the audience would sit in like you know bizarre silence for five seconds and then some person who's hired to clap would begin a like
0: like a slow clap tepid applause. yeah it would just be really awkward i wonder what that kid is up to I'm sure that person is still an actor. I'm sure. Can we IMDb that? Like, I feel like I don't usually IMDb when something comes up in the show, but I feel like that guy, like I sort of want to know. Gotta still be an actor. All right. So let's, while I'm trying to look it up why don't we talk about the turkeys turkeys so that cj craig yeah she's got a pardon so she was sick last
1: year that's part of the part of the thing is last year when the whole thanksgiving stuff happened did they she show wasn't that
0: around. last season or that's just i don't think that's so. just
1: that's just a little bit of backstory so that it's a device so that the character can be surprised by every responsibility the press secretary has on thanksgiving all of which are deeply frivolous if that's not an oxymoron
0: right yes there it's um it's her duties are to... She's got to pardon a turkey. Pardon a turkey. They basically bring in two turkeys. That's right. She's got to choose which turkey is going to get pardoned. Um, and, and of course, there's some c- comic relief there where the boys, Josh and uh, Sam... Uh, Josh and Sam and Toby. And Toby are like uh, the guy who is is delivering the turkeys who's a teenager who works at a farm, which they bring him into the West Wing with turkeys, which I assume doesn't happen. <laughs> In real life, and then they're like, "Where should I put him?" And they're like, "Put it in CJ Craig and let him out of the cages. Just let him roam free in her office." And she never gets really upset about that.
1: She keeps it together because she's a professional.
0: She, yeah, she. Okay, I'm finding the guy Jared Rushton.
1: Okay, I just found. Give me some recent credits. Recent credits got to be something. I'm sure that person is still acting. Guess what year
0: his most recent credit is? Two
1: thousand six. Two thousand.
0: No way. Cover me based on the true life of an FBI family. He was in one episode as Seth Kessling. He was in one episode of ER. He was in one episode of Family Matters, and the episode was called Presumed Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he played a white Urkel in that episode. Yeah, he was in Pet Cemetery too. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, of course, as the neighbor. Sure, he, but now we're reaching back. Like he's basically still a child. At this yeah, now he was not in much. That's a bummer, man. man. I like that kid. Total bummer. He was great. Wait, and he, let's just see what he was. Um, his self. He played his self in Big Chemistry of a Classic. So that's basically that's like a, documentary a documentary about Big. And he was himself in 1991 in Haunted Lives: True Ghost Stories. I want to know what that maybe that's why he's no longer acting. He's
1: He's dead. Yeah, he's, he's a, a ghost. dead He's a ghost. God's he's a sad. Oh, you have the story that we forgot. Sorry, did we finish the turkey? So thing?
0: CJ Craig, she has to yeah, let's go. so she has to pardon one of the turkeys. She befriends them. One's name is Toy, Troy, one's name is Andrew. Eric. Sorry. Damn it. Sorry, man. Damn it. Damn it. Okay. Andrew is a guy I once met. That's yeah. a guy. Andrew Sandler. Andrew Sandler. <laughs> David E. Kelly's brother. <laughs> So – uh and she befriends them. She has to part in one, but she wants to part in both. She wants to part in them both. She just gets a little attached. And she also has to sing uh a, a Thanksgiving
1: hymn. Yeah, we gather together.
0: Now, that's something that I don't know that – is that a – that's a well-known thing? I don't know how well-known it is, but I know that I sang that song like in grade
1: school, in every Thanksgiving. School.
0: Well, so now me and Aaron Sorkin, because we went to the same school system, I'd say it's – uh I don't know, predominantly Jewish, so I don't know if because of that, I just missed that thing. That could be. Did you do Christmas carols in
1: your schools? Like, we did, but we also, I mean, our school definitely made an effort to do other, like, we
0: definitely sang everything Hanukkah stuff. Yeah, we and, did everything, too. We did, like, all of them and then I th- in elementary school, and then at a certain point, I think we just stopped.
1: Yeah, it's a weird, that's a very weird thing in grade school, that, that there has to be, like, a false equivalency. like. Yeah. Hanukkah is not an important... And it's, it's, it's like we... In Jewish up holidays, many, yeah, we just try and match something with... I'm half
0: Jewish, so like I, you know, I've done this... We're week. in the same... Yeah, so we're brothers. We're bros, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's like it's trumped up to basically be like, see, okay, everybody's yeah, equal, so. but in a way that's like, well, that's exactly <laughs> what makes it not equal, yeah. is that we had to make, make it seem equal. You forced us to make dreidel, dreidel, dreidel be equivalent to the birth of your Savior. Right, exactly. It's like, eh, yeah, I guess we're eating some donuts and laying- I mean it's a holiday it's definitely a holiday but it's like it's, right. not- it's not it's not one of the it's not one of the biggins it's not the biggins um but um yeah so so she also has to sing this did, so did, did you learn I'm trying to think if I remember any other songs from my caroling that were not like I mean, I was in songs a, I was uh, in a boys choir for years so Whoa. I know like Christmas carols are they all the now? Are they all um, like deeper, deeply religious, or are there also ones that were like um, the fun ones? We
1: would do we would do a concert at this place called the Griswold Inn. Okay, in uh, Griswold, it's the name of the town, or Essex, maybe Connecticut. Okay, and so there was uh, that's where we would like bust out the fun songs, and you know, we're like, I don't know what grade we're in, like sixth grade or something, and we're all like, oh man, when we sing the twelve days after Christmas, Ooh. people are going to go wild, something and that bigger. was a kooky fun. That's like the. It's about like the aftermath of having all those animals like the first day after Christmas, my true love and I had a fight. And so I chopped the pear tree down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) Oh, man. People are, people are just
0: r- rollicking. They're going nuts. And is that a catchy tune? Because that seems like there would be too many words to, to make that <laughs> catchy. I mean, I don't remember all of the songs. That's right. what you're asking. I remember the, that part. I was just recently reminded of, uh, I read The Onion AV Club. This, isn't hol- this is holiday, but it's not these holidays. But um, a, a, a Halloween song that I hadn't thought of for years, which I loved, or which I just remember. Um, Have you seen The Ghost of John? Do How does that, that? go? It's okay. like, have you seen the ghost of John? Long white bones with the skin all gone. <laughs>
1: you do sound very spectral when you sing it.
0: Wouldn't it be spooky? No, Wh- wouldn't oh, yeah, it no, be like, chilly with no, no skin, skin on. On. Yeah, I remember that part. That's a great song. That is a good song. It's a good song. Um, but I don't remember any Thanksgiving songs, so I was a little bit like... Did not connect to that part of this. We gather. I'm sure there are other ones. I can't think of them off. There's got to be a song about Turkey or something. gobble, gobble. Okay. Wait, was there something with
1: a gobble, gobble? I mean, there must there be. be. There must there isn't, we're we're about it. to make a billion dollars. Yes.
0: Yeah, it really is. Man, there's really not. I don't know. I don't know. You're a good. Uh, we're, you're a good man, Charlie Brown. <laughs>
1: the other storyline is uh, Charlie, who's the president's body man.
0: Right. He and he. So to give background on his, because I remember this episode from the first season, is that he. What? Where does he originally? He's a, a student. At, he, isn't he just like a, a high school kid or something? Yeah, I don't remember exactly how he like is absorbed into no, the president. This staff. is what it is. I believe he's an orphan. His mother or his his sibling, mother's a cop. I think. Yes. Yeah, somebody in his family was shot. Shot, either by a stray bullet or something. And and President Bartlett's like, we have to put this gun le- legislation into effect. That's like a, one of the first episodes. And in addition to that, he's like makes a promise, like, I'm going to take care of this kid or something, but he makes him basically his, his body man. They do a whatever.
1: background check on him, and it turns out he is also morally unimpeachable, so right. he's able to be absorbed yes. into,
0: yeah, he's into the
1: Bartlett perfect, machine.
0: He's a perfect kid. And, yeah, so in this episode, President Bartlett wants a knife. Yeah, he sent
1: Charlie on a quest to find him, like, the perfect carving knife. And so throughout the episode... Maybe two or three times. Charlie comes in with you know, very specific details in the knife. And of course, he gets the president. The president already knows everything. Every about detail. Like he, and he doesn't just know them, but he's able to articulate them to the letter. Like, any knife that comes in, the Yamamotsi 1200. The, <laughs> the Yamamotsi, which is that Japanese-Jewish <laughs> <company. laughs> Yeah, the <Yamamatsu>, uh 1200. <laughs> he hands it to the
0: president. The president's already like, oh, yes, the tapered handle and the whatever. The beveled the, edge. The beveled edges. The first one's American-made, and then he asked for a German-made one. The last one's japanese um let me just say this if I was Charlie yeah. or if I was anybody who actually cuz somebody had to buy those whatever buy 15 <laughs> let's don't go expensive. one at a time yeah We know they're expensive but you're going to return most buy them show him a bunch at once and cut through this bullshit <laughs> of having to like you're wasting like Three literally three days of work on this knife. Yeah,
1: they probably have to send him like in a motorcade to go and get the knives too. Yeah. you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, there's definitely like a team of people. He's not just like hopping on a bike and going. To- and yeah, they're
1: also not just like on Pennsylvania Avenue someplace. He's probably like getting in Air Force One and like, like flying to a, a artisanal knife shop.
0: That's our taxpayers' money at work.
1: Yeah, this is. I mean, the Tea Party probably flips out over this episode. That
0: part of the episode to them is just like just like- so true. Blood curdle, like they're just like, ugh. Um, so, and then at the end is this very touching moment, which you had mentioned. Yeah. that you have. Oh, I've wept. You've wept. During. I, I only didn't cry now because you started
1: making because fun of it so quickly. At it because I was
0: immediately laughing at it. <laughs> the,
1: the, but the, the the deal is that the president has been asking him for these knives. Uh, you know, so Charlie says, "Mr. President, you know, what's all the hullabaloo with the knives? Who cares?" And the president says, "Well, it's because these knives are something we pass down." So we can say that you know my father gave this to me and now I'm giving it to you. And Charlie says, well, if that's the case, then you must already have one. So what do you care? And the president says, I'm giving mine away. And then he gives his thanks – I'm getting chills saying yeah. this. <laughs> he gives his Thanksgiving turkey knife to Charlie. Right. Charlie opens it up. He's mystified. It's beautiful. The handiwork is incredible. It's but been he-
0: passed down from – uh, the president's grandfather to his father to him and it was made by it says PR PR. he's like
1: I don't know Charlie says you know having researched all these knives I don't recognize uh, I don't know who PR is and the president says it was made for our family by a Boston silversmith
0: called Paul Revere <laughs> Boom. And then you explode. see the White House explode, and you see because that was the co- that was the shibboleth that <laughs> sent in the airstrike from the Japanese from the China from the chime races from the Chinese uh, spies. That's right, the Chinese spies <laughs> blow up the White House and um, and White House down, yeah, starring I mean, uh, Wei Jin. I did recently watch um, Olympus Has Fallen.
1: Did you? Mm-hmm. And how was that? Is White House Down not a movie? that I make
0: that White on? House Down is also a movie around the same time with I think Jamie Foxx. This one had uh, I'm like want to say George Brett the baseball player, but it's uh, <laughs> Gerard Butler. I wish it were George Brett. It was George Brett just telling that story about him shitting in his pants. Have you <laughs> yes, seen that? Yes, I've seen that. That's my everybody. Favorite. Google that right now. Yeah, turn yeah, this, yeah. Please just turn sign this podcast off. We can't <laughs> talk about like because I'll just talk about it for hours, but like. If you're listening, stop listening. I'll just say straight up: go to YouTube, look up George Brett and what, like shit or like diarrhea. Yeah. Just look it up.
1: You'll find it. Also, I mean, we should come clean. This show is sponsored by George Brett's diarrhea. Yeah. A,
0: all, the entire uh, yeah, actually, I have to read this right now. Uh, go to uh, George Brett's diarrhea backslash Craig Rowan for fifteen percent <laughs> off George Brett's diarrhea. All right, so, yeah, so um, I did see Olympus Has Fallen, and uh, it was actually a pretty good action film. But the reason that I was laughing, I mean— so Is that you're soulless. I am so—it's like, I understand—like, I get the chills, too. You know what I mean? Like, I get it, and I feel it. Do you? But Yes, but, like— It's so grandiose, like, and it's, it's, it's just like a perfect world. It's like the Norman Rockwell. It's like, wait a minute. Okay. He, he's giving him this knife, which is very nice. But like then on the other hand I'm also thinking the whole time it's like, well, if why doesn't he also like instead of just getting a new knife, like I'm sure that he's president of the United States, he can like buy an old Paul Revere knife too to replace his new like there's all this like ridiculousness of the storyline is ridiculous. So I just have to laugh a little bit, but I get it. I I
1: don't feel like you do.
0: No one at home can see you just
1: like chortling with
0: glee (laughs) It's
1: amazing at something that is devastatingly
0: emotional. Well, here's the thing is, I I think the reason is because I've seen so much Aaron Sorkin, other stuff, that Mm -hmm. this is like the bread and butter of it. This is like this is the heart. And it's like what makes him really good and able to why people love his stuff. But it's also the reason that a lot of his stuff isn't good is because it's like when this is when you when you see this in other forms it's like oh well that doesn't really make sense like nobody like you can't have this emotional crux like, every single time. Yes, you know that's I mean? true. I think it, the way
1: you see, like, one character from Studio 60, like,
0: bequeathing his whoopee
1: cushion to yeah, an intern. Exactly. It it's doesn't like, have the same heft.
0: Yeah, it's like in every, like, having a Urkel moment. Like, a good moment in every episode of, like, Family Matters or Full House. <laughs> after a while, when you hear those strings come in, you're like... All right, like what was the episode of Urkel that he was on? It's like presumed Urkel. Yeah, it's like we can't presume it's Urkel all the time.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you are definitely right about that. I will say I probably cry during every West Wing episode. Do you really? Uh, I don't know. I have to go back and watch them again to test that theory. But I cry in a lot. Like uh, W.G. Snuffy Walden, yes. who writes that music. Great dude name. is,
0: dude is an ace.
1: <laughs> it's just swelling at the right moments. And I'm sure if WG Snuffy Walden is listening and heard your rendition of his music right then, he would be like, <laughs>
0: yeah. Truer, more accurate sounds were never made. He was like, he was like, first of all, Aaron Sorgen's like, wow, Craig said that I was a talent, and now WG Snuffy Walden's just feeling like, wow, he's yeah. he's made it. Craig's made his music, my music, his own. This is like right after the Emmys. This is the next thing you want out of West Wing the biggest thing ever Um, the other thing that's interesting about Sorkin so we've talked about I think all most of the storylines I looked up I was reading about Sorkin and his thing is he so he left after four seasons he yep. wrote his credit on like 88 episodes of this but he I read this one thing that have you read this thing about Rick Cleveland no okay that this has won many Emmys – or uh, yeah, Emmys uh, for the show. And one of the Emmys was like best writing for some screen play, teleplay or whatever. And he won it with this guy, Rick Cleveland, who is a writer for the show. And during the um, Emmy speech, Aaron Sorkin didn't let the other guy talk. Oh, And <laughs> basically at another point online, he – Aaron Sorkin said, "Well, I wrote the whole episode, more or less. I'm paraphrasing, but I basically wrote the whole episode. This Aww. guy didn't do anything. That episode was based on Rick Cleveland's father's life. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> so that's it's the like, worst. So, it's like, so, like, don't tell me that. There's that thing of like, you're not." A per- perfect dude you know what i mean like oh yeah sure. like there's that element of it it's like at a certain point we're not bulletproof you know what i mean like <laughs> this isn't real nothing's real on tv it's bullshit television like at, l- at very least we all know it's bullshit like give the other guys some credit you know i feel like so he takes i feel like he has created this world that's his but he like it's impenetrable as we've. Oh, yeah, know. yeah, sure. It's like this idealistic universe. It's idealistic in every single way, but like obviously,
1: you know, he's sort of addicted. Yeah, I think it, there definitely is an element. I, I should okay. Well, uh, there's definitely an element of like self
0: adulation. Sure, in All yeah. of it, right? Yes, Where, like, it's
1: so. Pat- this is the kind. This is the world that that we would live in
0: if I ran if the world. If I yeah. wrote, if I wrote the America, <laughs> this is why how it would be perfect, and it's always perfect. Yes, and
1: I should say. Uh, also that in spite of the fact that I feel obliged to rag on Sorkin, yeah, I would watch anything he makes, I'll watch it. Yeah. I don't, I don't like the newsroom. I don't think it's good. I have seen every single episode. I
0: mean, he's that type of guy that you're into his, and, and that speaks a lot too of his writing is like, how many writers do you really know? You know, the average TV yeah, watcher, true. I'd say maybe we're a little more into TV than the average person, but he, his name is known, and that can't be said for most TV writers. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm
1: now like really trying to think of other TV writers who are not comedy writers that I know. Yeah, there are probably. I mean, there, I know that uh, Heathcliff the cat wrote all the Heathcliff episodes.
0: Yeah, but that because that was based on his life. Yeah, so it's a biography sold, of Heathcliff. He, he stole that st- sold that story uh, because of his one man show. <laughs> so yeah, but it's like it's hard to name other ones besides where Heathcliff and Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> um, so like, yeah, he's like, he's obviously like a great, like he's, I don't know, he's a, a distinguished writer, like, and he yeah. deserves it. But like, you know, it's, it's, you know, there's, it's, there's, you can poke some holes in it. And, yeah, and there are times,
1: uh, um, West Wing. The American President? Have you seen that movie? I have oh not. I've
0: probably seen some God. of it on so it's,
1: basically, it's basically like uh, a template for the West Wing.
0: Well, I read on the, on Wikipedia that the American President, he wrote that. Mm-hmm. And uh, supposedly, the story on Wikipedia, which obviously isn't, he's like, he went in unprepared to a meeting at, you know, something and he pitched like basically storylines that weren't used in that movie for the pilot of this. So th- it's this is like came from that same. Gotcha. Place. Well, there are a lot of, if you watch that movie, there which are
1: I won't. a lot of, <laughs> which I will not do, there are a lot of similarities between right. that White House and the Bartlett White House. Right. Um, a Few Good Men is also Aaron Sorkin movie. Men. And those are all three, like the subject matters in all three of those things, like you're allowed to be
0: as, like, you know, um, Lofty or whatever you is want so with those lofty. things. I mean, he is so lofty. It's like you can handle the t- truth, and then like I, b- you handle t- truth. <laughs> you it's handle, about truth. it's about a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> you handle truth. Who learns sort of to speak English, um, but then like when you move it to, like social network and it's about like a website. You yeah. know, it's like you know it's better than a billion. Do- you know, like but it's better than a billion dollars. Even more a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> even more a billion dollars isn't that <laughs> fun but it's like first s- draft so like weighty and it's like come uh, like,
1: the reason I think that one works a little bit is because he makes the Zuckerberg character someone who like who thinks of himself in those terms right like, but that, it's, that it's that also character. like
0: not true like a lot of the story is just not true sure, like sure, sure. it's <laughs> just fabricated but I mean who cares I mean it's it's come on man it's, it's Hollywood. art man it's Hollywood baby but, yeah, I guess there those are the two sides to this. We've solved the two sides. To the Yeah, Sorkin, we did it. To the Sorkin equation. Um, he uh, – oh, and also with that thing about um, that Rick – Cleveland. Not Rick Springfield. Rick Cleveland is that he uh, – I guess he would post stuff on an internet forum for the show. And after that whole thing happened – During, like, while the show was airing? Yeah, I, I you know, pro- I, this is before, it wouldn't be like live tweeting, but like, yeah, like he, I guess, posts like a blog or something mm-hmm. for the episodes or once in a while. And then after that whole thing, there was, you know, like he, he apologized because of the Rick Springfield thing. And then he stopped. So wait, do- Sorkin,
1: uh, Sorkin, Sorkin,
0: Sorkin apologized? Sorkin apologized. And then he stopped doing, going on the website anymore. And then he wrote an episode of... West Wing. You're
1: not talking about Rick Cleveland?
0: No, no. Sorkin. Sorkin wrote an episode um, about internet forums that was based off of that so you might remember i don't know if that's jogging your memory but there's I somebody i've goes definitely
1: on, seen the i've seen all the episodes but i don't
0: remember that oh so it. you're lying because you obviously <laughs> haven't uh falsehoods um got you finally posted god um so yeah so he he brought that to the real he brought his real life into that amazing It's so good um, So brave now this episode, good episode. It's great TV. I think that's the other thing is like as much as you make fun, like I can laugh at like the grandiose, the yep. grandiosity or the shibboleth of the episode. <laughs> um, it's good TV. Like it's really good TV. Yeah. Like it's so enjoyable to watch. And and it, it, uh, is this episode? Would you say that this is uh, like your standard episode of? I of think the so. Show? It has a lot
1: of the uh, the, the walk and talk. Um, the loftiness, as we've already mentioned. The other thing that i noticed in this episode that we talked about while we were watching it is the... Like the way that I, I'm not sure how much of it is Sorkin and how much is the director of the episode, but how everything segues. There's like never a yeah. cut to almost like very rarely it does happen, but almost always like you open the door and another character's there, or two characters are walking down the hall, and you know the A characters are walking down the hall, and the B character like walks through them, and now we follow the B character, right?
0: Which they basically stole from Mr. Show. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's this sort of seamless thing where they move from character to character, and it's really impressive and. You know, he basically, I feel like, invented, I don't know if he invented Walk and Talk, but that whole thing is, like, just such a good tool for the show because it makes the West Wing feel so cohesive and, like, exciting and there's never, like, nothing, something's always happening.
1: Yeah. uh, Interesting factoid is that this episode was directed by Laura Innes. Now, this may be interesting because she might be the woman who played the handicapped doctor on ER. It may not be interesting, because I could be wrong about that.
0: And that's one of those things that I won't look up. <laughs> I
1: won't look that up. I'll look At up home, don't look that up. Don't look that up. You're, by the way, you're still
0: watching the George Brett thing.
1: Yeah, we so. are talking on mute while you are watching George,
0: George Brett's diary. If you're just coming back, we mentioned something that you shouldn't look up on IMDb. <laughs> yeah. another thing don't is, rewind this podcast to hear what we just talked about. Not worth it. Um, another thing that you mentioned while we are watching during the Walk & Talk was uh, Bradley Whitford's sort of deking, like doing like a hockey move. He does a a, juke. He does a (laughs) juke. But before that, he also, like, so he's walking down the hall and he sort of like slithers in and like makes a cool move. But before that he hits the door fr- like the top like like when you're a kid if you
1: want to see how tall you are you like jump up and see boom. like can i hit this door frame and he slaps it and then the next the very next moment is them in the hallway and he jukes yeah, as he sees CJ Craig
0: it's just a great little little well, uh, idiosyncrasy idiosyncrasy now when i, I <laughs> say that word again <laughs> it's prosecuted. <laughs> um so also i'm realizing we're talking about we were just talking about him bringing his real life experience from the internet onto an episode, mm-hmm. but also the first episode, the character of, um, in studio 60, uh, Matthew Perry's character, Matthew uh, Alby, Yeah. At Alby, came back after a drug problem. Aaron Sorkin had a drug problem. Yeah. He was, true. he was arrested or uh, caught with drugs, psychedelic mushrooms, cocaina and, uh, <laughs> marijuana. Seminole, uh, Seminole, and Shibboleth. <laughs> and Shibboleth. Shibboleth. Shibli. <laughs> um, so I wonder if that was his, because in that show in Studio 60, Bradley Whitford's character Matthew Perry both left that show, and then they came back, and he left, and Aaron Sorkin left West Wing. Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. They left
1: on the show. Those characters left. Studi- left the show studio 60 the first episode, in the show studio, within the show
0: yeah in the in the studio 60 the first episode those characters are coming back to the show after having left for hollywood and one of them having a drug problem yeah. so
1: maybe uh, surely, surely surely it's autobiographical to some to some degree
0: to some degree i just thought i'd throw that out there yeah that's brave that's brave craig i'm i'm doing it sometimes you don't i'm going to say this as advice like Go for it. <laughs> Just live your dream.
1: Now, a lot of people didn't even hear what we were saying because they were at home watching Robin Yount pee-pee videos. Robin Yount, the uh, former Milwaukee Brewer. Right.
0: <laughs> of course. <laughs> They're watching Butch Husky come videos. <laughs> um, so. Well, who have that's a sponsor for this show? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's uh, Butch Husky is a former uh, Mets player. So I'm supposed to read this. Uh, Uh, Go to www.butchhuskiescum.net backslash CR backslash. It's that episode for uh, 20% off of your next order of Butch Huskies come. So, um, (laughs) so, okay. So now sometimes I ask this, if you had to come up with a drinking game for West Wing, for somebody who's going to watch either this episode or the show as a whole, what would be a good, uh, what would make you drink? What would be good times to drink?
1: Uh, I think it would maybe be when like an um, two things. One would be when something is alluded to but not finished. Like there's a point in this episode where uh, Toby's talking about how he wants school prayer to be like a big issue, right? And he you know gives this like impassioned speech about how it makes kids feel excluded. And John Spencer says, um, "What did they do to you?" And we never learn. Like, we never find out. Right. Drink. Right. The president also in the last scene is, like, talking about America, and he's like, what would it be if, uh, you know, we can be the world's policemen, we can be the world's bank, we can be the world's farmers, but what does it mean if we're not also the world's... You know, it's like anytime you get one of those blank things where right. Sorkin is probably... It feels like Sorkin is saying, I don't know. It's too hard to finish that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You got to drink. Yeah. It's like where he's basically saying, make this next sentence as lofty as you can in your own mind. <laughs> yeah, so like, exactly. Because I've gotten as lofty as I can. Just like put your own lofty. Yeah.
1: I'm literally floating on my own loftiness. You like... Yeah. This is a mad lib for you to fill in.
0: Yeah. um, I'd, That's great. I'd say uh, anytime somebody... Learns like a lesson about something that they should know, or like is sort of schooled, you know, in like, like, um, CJ Craig didn't know that they pardoned a turkey, which is like insane <laughs> because like grade school kids know that, yeah. Like, she spends a lot of time in the episode talking about like how smart she is, right. Yeah, she—oh, yeah, anytime anybody mentions where they went to school or any credentials of any sort. Yeah, or your job. Because they mentioned that about Josephine McGarry, like, of, like, she's a Ph.D. in this, Ph.D. in that, you know, like, all this stuff. Because every character's perfect.
1: Yeah. There is actually an episode of West Wing in which Josh Lyman makes Toby say to every person they meet, I'm Toby—oh, my God, I can't give his last name. I want to say Keith, but I know that's not right. Just say
0: Keith, because we've done enough—
1: I'm Toby Keith— And I work at the White House or something like that.
0: How about... Do you remember what the previously on was for this episode? It was so weird. I think I might... I'm going to remember this time. And I'm going to play it right after (laughs) this because it's so weird that it's just previously on usually set up storylines that will be affected in this episode like callback in this one it's just every character saying their job previously on the west wing Uh, I'm Sam Sir and I am the deputy communications director I'm Leo McGarry White House chief of staff well um, personally to the president I am the press secretary it's an unavoidable conflict of interest you're the communications director Toby I'm a speechwriter. matter of fact I'm the deputy chief of staff which I guess makes me deputy deputy chief of staff ladies and gentlemen the President of the United States.
1: Thank you you very much.
0: Yeah. It was really (laughs) weird. It doesn't make sense. It was like for if you've never seen the show, like it was actually perfect because I haven't watched the show in a while to like as a reminder of like who everybody is. Yeah, but nothing...
1: No plot lines
0: are no. continued in this episode. Maybe that's why. Maybe it's like sort of a standalone episode. It's like a Thanksgiving special. It's a, a bottle episode, as we say in the biz. But, a bottle episode? But they could, they could have put that at the beginning of any episode of this series. Yeah, like that's previously true. Previously on, I'm the president <laughs> of the United States. You are the deputy director of communications. That's just cut twos between all <laughs> those things. So weird. Um, well, I thank you so much for joining me oh, to talk my pleasure. West Wing. Is there any... Either you can plug oh, something gonna be or, or a message to the people of America or the world.
1: Um, geez, I'm going to plug Great. what I did for Love, which mm-hmm. is at UCB East every Saturday night See at 10 p.m. Great improvisers. Great improvisers. About your. about, uh, We take uh, an audience member's love life. Mm. Uh, And we improvise based on that person's steamy stories. Yeah, boy. Oh, yeah. Mm. Tune into uh, the second half of this podcast that we're about to embark on, which is just all phone sex. Yep. We're going to be taking
0: phone calls. From former Major League Baseball players. Uh, We've got uh,
1: Ryan Sandberg online, too. Yeah, we've got Ryan Sandberg. And we've also got a great little uh,
0: bit with Billy Ripken. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> Billy Ripkin, everybody. Billy Ripkin. Uh, Bobby Bonilla is going to be calling in the second half, and it uh, should be fun. So, um, and then, what's your message to America and the world?
1: Oh, just, um, just um, you know, uh, stay, stay gassy. That's what I. <laughs> Not a problem for me. <laughs> I feel like most of this podcast, if it were on video, would be me pulling the microphone away from my mouth. To belch,
0: <laughs> and mine was pulling my microphone away from my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so stay gassy. Stay gassy. USA. Um, well, th- <laughs> such, such a good note to leave on. Um, and then, uh, and then again, it's just uh, georgebrettdiarrhea dot backslash craig rowan, and then uh, uh, butch dot net backslash cr backslash. It's that episode. Yeah. So And don't forget the Robin Yon Pee video. Just Google it. Yeah, just Google it. It's totally fun. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Michael Kane. Goodbye. I'd like to thank my guest, Michael Kane, for uh, dropping by. I really enjoyed watching The West Wing with him, The Shibboleth. Um, and uh, thank you for listening. If you're a fan of the podcast, leave a, a review on iTunes. It just doesn't hurt anybody, it only helps people, um, it helps the economy. Uh, just to be fully truthful because uh, think about it, you type that in, you're using your computer uh, then eventually at some point because of how many times you reviewed it, you need a new computer, you buy that computer and that stimulates the economy. So uh, just do that. Also say hi to friends uh, when you see them because let's cherish these moments. Uh, You can also become a fan uh, on Facebook, uh, it's that episode podcast or follow me on Twitter at Craig Rowan uh, or don't do any of those things and just uh, curl up in a ball and Uh, avoid all people for a while Uh, thanks so much for listening we'll see you next time have a great night and an early manana adios amigos